This ad-free podcast is part of your Slate Plus membership. Lucky you. Hello and welcome to this mini episode of Big Mood, Little Mood. I'm your host, Danny M. Lavery, and this show is for you, our Plus subscribers. Our guest this week is Alyssa Knox, a reader and a night shift ICU nurse. She lives in Chicago with her cat, Dorothy. And here we are reading a letter from a listener. I think um, we should probably move on to a slightly more solvable problem. Um, And I wonder if you would mind reading it. Sure. So this is I Still Like Hugs. Um, I recently came out as a trans man to my family. They're really supportive, but there's one major difference I've noticed. They don't hug me anymore. Instead, they cuff my arm or rub my hair. I never noticed that the men in my family don't hug, but I've been watching them interact with other boys in the family, and I think that's what's going on. I love that they're treating me like a boy, but I miss hugs and physical affection. I think it's weird that they think boys don't want hugs and other affectionate touching. I'm wondering if I should say anything and how. Should I speak to people individually or say something at a dinner? I'm also wondering if I should say it's something that I feel is important or maybe bring up the larger issue of men not being touched. I kind of love the idea of this person like unionizing the men in his family <laughs> and being like, we want hugs. We or maybe, want hugs. Maybe some of them hugs are like, I all. haven't thought about that. Yeah. Um, this is very sweet, very charming. I, I feel like it's likelier that this is a sort of like warm error rather than like the beginning of like weird unpleasantness. Yeah. It felt like everyone was really trying to like, oh, okay, I'm going to treat you exactly like the boys. Mm -hmm. And then it turns out none of us are express any kind of physical affection to boys in our family. Whoops. Yeah. I think you have a lot of freedom here, letter writer. You could certainly tell like individual relatives like, hey, just so you know, like I still like hugs. Hugging is not uh, like something that I'm looking to leave behind. I would enjoy still hugging each other once in a while. Um, You could also say it in front of the group. It 100% just depends on what sounds best to you. I guess maybe it could be interesting to ask some of the men in your family, like how they feel about that. Do they wish they got hugs too? Um, Like maybe before you kind of bring it up as a larger issue, it might be interesting to know how other people are feeling about that. Yeah. And like, obviously, you know, my hope is like, and you'll start a revolution in your family and soon everyone will be affectionate, like in in a consistent way, regardless of like, you know, whether somebody's a boy or girl. But, you know, I also understand that you don't necessarily want to go about like reforming your entire family as an institution. It's also just fine to say like, I'd like my hugs, please. Um, I do want to throw out the possibility that there will be potentially some weirdness. Um, Sometimes, not always. And again, I really don't want to err on the side of being pessimistic here because it seems like the family is really doing great. Um, Sometimes people will like bring out the worst elements of gendered behavior as like the first thing they affirm you in. And so, oh, like, may I offer you these delicious stereotypes? Right, right. Or sometimes this can be like transphobia like under a different name. Like now that you've come out as trans, I feel physically uncomfortable around you and I don't mm, want to touch mm-hmm. you. Again, I letter writer, I don't want to like put that in your head in case that's not at all the vibe. I just wanted to 
mention it as like, I don't know, 15% chance that part of what you're experiencing is like a new form of disgust. And so if you do say that and their reaction is weird or they say, okay, great, thanks for telling me, but then they still kind of never, ever hug you, then it might also be transphobia on top of they never hug the men in your family. But I hope it's not. That seems possible. But on the other hand, like the fact that it's consistent, I, yeah, I hope that this is just a, a hair-rubbing family. Yeah. That's and you can, thing, you, know, right? you can also like, once you've kind of had the talk, you can try like initiating the occasional hug too. Again, you don't have to like, it's all, it's already like sometimes enough to be like, I'm coming out and transitioning. I don't also want to like lead the charge for like everybody hug Uncle Michael. But you know. I guess that's totally an option as well. Like if you want to have a conversation about this, you can, but you could also just show up at the door and be like, hey, Aunt Marsha, can I hug you? Yeah, I, I think that's also great too. Like, especially if it's somebody that you've hugged before and sometimes it really just is as simple as like, well, this is how we've always done it. And if you're transitioning, maybe you want this too. But as soon as you're like, no, I still want to be hugged. They're like, great. Yeah, like maybe if you um, like cast the first hug, they'll just follow your lead. <laughs> Those in cozy houses shouldn't cast hugs or something. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's also one of the things that's kind of like fun and silly about transitioning is sometimes it also exposes weird fault lines and like, oh, it's like weird that nobody hugs the boys in our family. Um, and maybe that'll kind of like begin to change when everyone's like, oh, that's just made up. We could do it. Right, yeah. Like this doesn't have to be how it is. We could mix and match. I do also, though, love the idea of, like, calling together everyone for, like, a special dinner and, like, making an announcement of just, like, I like hugs. Bring them back. <laughs> you know, like the, the I don't know, like the cuddling consortium. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> In whatever way you feel comfortable, absolutely say something. You can also, like, lightly mention, like, what's with no one hugging the fellas in our family? Um, but don't necessarily then, like you know, keep track or be like a couple weeks yeah. later, be like, I've noticed no one is hugging Kevin. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe some men in your family would like more hugs also, and maybe some also would not. Yeah. Maybe some of them are like, I love the cuffs and the like brief hair rubbing. Maybe some of them are like, you know what? A hug every once in a while would be terrific. Um, and it yeah. makes a lot of sense that different people would have different attitudes towards it. And certainly some people are like, I get plenty of hugs from my friends and um, like partner and I don't mm -hmm. want hugs from my grandparents. Uh, again, there's like a wide spectrum of uh, relationship to hugging that I think is great not to make a ton of assumptions around. But um, if anybody else expresses an interest in like getting in on this hugging business, you can certainly like welcome them to your team. Yeah. Team hug. Yeah. I do also like I get so many letters that are more along the lines of like, I have one or more relatives who are weird about hugging in the other direction. Um, but this one felt mm -hmm. kind of sweet because it was just like, oh, this is maybe a little bit easier to address than like you hug me too much and in ways that I hate. Yeah, I thought this was so sweet. And yeah, I think I'm going to double down too. like it's your family. You can just be like, hey, can I have a hug? Like if you want to have a longer conversation, that's also fine. But like just get your hugs, man. Yeah. Sometimes people are just titrating. Like there are genuinely people who are like, I mean, well, I want to be affirming. I just don't know what to do. Do you want this like standard approach to men that I have like developed over the course of a lifetime? And you can be like, oh, uh, that's not exactly what I was looking for. But like, thank you for suggesting it. Um, may I place hugs back on the menu? And that's like going to work out fine. Yeah. This is very sweet. And if not, like, you know, give us a call. We'll hug you. We're, not, <laughs> we're nice. I don't, sorry, I shouldn't speak for you. I would totally hug this letter writer. Oh, 100%. yeah. Same. 
soon. Oh my goodness. Well, I feel like that's all the advice that I have for this letter writer. I want you to get your hugs. I want everyone to get as many hugs as they would like. So we will, uh, we will simply, we will simply move on. And uh, how are you feeling? Two questions in. Do you feel like you're doing a great job? I think you're doing a great job. Oh, thanks. I actually really love giving advice. So this is amazing. I'm loving it. Do you often get to give advice like in your capacity as a nurse? Or I would imagine like ICU, like you're not often like given the sort of like time and and uh, peacefulness yeah. to say like, here's what I think you should do next. I think, yeah, in the ICU, I've been in the ICU for about two years and I would say I get to give less advice than I used to in other settings. So maybe I'm just missing some advice giving in my life now. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I do imagine if it's the ICU, it's mostly about like, moving people down a hallway very quickly. Um, that, that does happen. Yeah, yeah, every now and then. I, I realize like uh, this is all coming from like ER and medical drama. So actually I, I take that back. <laughs> but I hope you get to at least offer advice to your colleagues and tell them how they ought to live their lives. It's always fun to tell other people what to do. Do you, do you have any general advice that you've given recently that you want to share with the rest of us? Oh, um, general advice. I don't know that I do. Oops, I didn't come prepared. Again, we can edit this out so that uh, I never ask you a question that you don't have a beautiful answer for. Although I'm kind of tempted to leave this one in. You can leave it in. I mean, it's okay not to have advice. That's my advice. (laughs) Thank you. I'm really glad. Uh, I appreciate that immensely. And uh, I'm frankly going to take it. (laughs) You probably need it. You might need a break from giving advice sometimes. I mean, I only do it once a week. Like it's, it's, it's hardly taxing at this point. I would say most afternoons I give no advice. And then on Wednesdays I give advice for about an hour. That's, I mean, that's a good balance. That's not bad. Yeah. You have enough time to like regenerate the advice. And it's always people specifically asking rather than like, and every Wednesday from two to three, I stand on the corner and I tell people what they should do with the rest of their days. That's actually, that's a really good point because that's for me at work. Like, if I'm giving advice, it may have been asked for or it may not have. And I think the hardest thing about giving advice is figuring out when it's welcome. So yeah, if someone comes to you and asks, like, here you go. That's easy. Yeah. No, I know. It's beautiful because any any job that requires like talking to someone who hasn't specifically said, I want to talk to you that I've ever had makes me want to jump out of a window. Um, and so I would be very, very bad indeed at giving people unsolicited advice on the street. I have, at every professional opportunity, run away from talking to people who don't want to talk to me. That makes sense. It, it kind of sucks to talk to people who don't want to talk to you. My last like uh, day job before I started writing for a living was in academic publishing, which was like fine if slightly evil. But at one point, my boss wanted me to, you know, think about promotions, and so. She was like, you should go shadow uh, the sales rep for the day because mm-hmm. like, if you want to make it up into like acquisitions, you have to go through sales usually. And I accompanied the sales rep for a day in San Diego and she would go to different college campuses and try to buttonhole professors in between classes to try to encourage oh them God. to buy her books. And at one point, there was like a professor walking down the hall with a little rolly backpack, saw her, got a look of horror <laughs> on his face oh, no. and turned around and walked away very quickly in the other direction. And I was like, I'm going to go sit in my car and pretend that I'm sick 
And then I will never talk to this person again. And I will never get promoted. And I didn't. Good choice. It, it was, I was just like, I will die before I do that. Like, I will do anything instead of this. And who would want to be the person who's walking down the hallway and people just turn and I, yeah, oh, wow. That's going to be so hard to be in sales. I'm certain there are types of temperament where that just really feels like I tried to make a basket and I missed. Not a big deal. Um, Yeah. But for me, it was just like, I would truly rather have been stabbed a little bit. Yes. Or like a lot bit, actually. There's like a fair amount of stabbing. I would prefer to that. And that's... um. Yeah, as as you have noticed, I am not uh, working in the acquisitions department at an academic publisher, so that did not work out for me, and I think that's for the best. Seems like a good choice. Thank you for joining us on Big Mood, Little Mood with me, Danny Lavery. Our producer is Phil Circus, who also composed our theme music. Don't miss an episode of the show. Head to slate.com slash mood to sign up to subscribe or hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're using right now. Thanks. Also, if you can, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to know what you think. If you want more Big Mood, Little Mood, you should join Slate Plus, Slate's membership program. Members get an extra episode of Big Mood, Little Mood every Friday, and you'll get to hear more advice and conversations with the guest. And as a Slate Plus member, you'll also be supporting the show. Go to slate.com forward slash mood plus to sign up. It's just $1 for your first month. If you'd like me to read your letter on the show, maybe you need a little advice, maybe some big advice, head to slate.com slash mood to find our Big Mood, Little Mood listener question form or find a link in the description on the platform you're using right now. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.